0: You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by The Nighttime Podcast.
1: Hello listeners and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here, Keep Canada Weird is the venue in which my pal Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore the offbeat news stories that caught our eye over the past week. In tonight's episode, which we recorded on the evening of Tuesday, September 12th, 2023, Aaron and I are forced to question the personal boundaries we set for ourselves. We're going to discuss a series of unwanted hugs being offered on Prince Edward Island. We'll hear about the theft of a massive feather from Guelph, Ontario. We're going to run in fear from coyotes in Cape Breton. And we're going to pass on the one chip challenge. So let's get into it handsome Aaron Airport it's time to get down to business buddy I don't want to chit-chat I want to keep the country weird today
2: Mm, yeah there's no time for chit-chat and nonsense and and shenanigans in this show we've got serious business to attend to we have a man days Mm -hmm. Uh, we have a long list of of very weird things to talk about
1: Mm -hmm. but and although we have no time to chit-chat I do want to talk about the weather with you because we we plugged last week the fact that we're having uh, what a lot of people are referring to as our coming out party, our homecoming celebration. We're doing our first live show this Saturday night, which is, I think it's the 17th of September. We're doing it in Sydney on Cape Breton Island, our home island at Capricon. But the whole thing's in jeopardy, it seems. Do you know why?
2: Oh, I can only guess that the animals have something to do with it. The uprising is coming after the live recording of "Keep Canada Weird."
1: Well, uh, unless the if the animals can control the weather, which is a horrifying thought, but it looks like we have like the storm of all storms, Hurricane something or other is on its way to Nova Scotia. And people You're referring
2: are f- to Hurricane Lee is is its name. Please respect the storm. It's Hurricane Lee. <laughs> um you know it's it's currently a hurricane and it's in its current state uh however uh models right now are saying um fashion models not weather
1: models <laughs> the ones you follow on instagram and stuff yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah. the ones oh. i harass in their dms uh mm-hmm. they they are saying that it should be some kind of a post-tropical situation by the time it gets to us um And depending on what part of the province you're in will depend on how much of it you get. So hopefully we are still a go for Saturday night. So this episode will air, this will go live Friday, Thursday, 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 Friday-ish, probably Thursday, Friday. So before, before we record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyone listening to this episode on Thursday or Friday when it comes out, who's in the area or nearby. Capricorn in Sydney,
1: Nova Scotia. Come on down. Provided the province is still above water above sea level and not completely flattened by some hurricane.
2: Listen, we've seen it all in Nova Scotia these days.
1: Mm-hmm. Um well we have seen it all in Nova Scotia these days. However, that's not going to keep us from being surprised tonight by how weird the country has been since we last spoke. We have a full card. We have the story of some unwanted hugs in Prince Edward Island. We're gonna hear about a stolen feather in Guelph, Ontario and not just any feather, it's a big one. We're gonna hear about how coyotes have been waging war against man and man has been defending themselves on Cape Breton Island. And then we're gonna talk about the one chip challenge. But before we start, how about some voice memos? I love starting with voicemails we got a bunch of them they're and they're great tonight uh especially great because they all call back to prior episode uh prior s- storylines that have been uh slowly revealing themselves since prior episodes uh last week we talked about the bees in Burlington you remember car the truck had the Mm -hmm. spilled six million
2: bees or whatever (laughs) some ridiculous number of bees yeah where were those bees going we never talked about that
1: yeah why that many i guess just like a maybe a beekeeper was moving and it was like a u-haul no no it was an evil villain who had (laughs) some kind of a dastardly plot to rob a bank with bees foiled by bad roads foiled Mm -hmm. by a pothole that's what happens well, I heard from a listener named Trish. Uh, we talked a lot about bees and our fear of bees, but I think we we forgot to mention something that's on, or at least was on the tip of society and humanity's tongue over the last few years related to bees. Listen to what we missed.
3: Hello, uh, Jordan and Erin. It's Trish from Connecticut. And your story about the bees in Burlington, Ontario got me thinking about what happened to the murder hornets and... BC in 2020. I thought they'd be killing hundreds by now. I visited uh, BC in May and didn't hear a single attack. What's up with that? Take care.
1: Trisha's mentioning the killer bees, the murder hornets. I think they mm-hmm. called them like Africanized bees. Yeah, yeah. So, what happened to those? What happened to quicksand? And what happened to toxic rain?
2: You mean acid rain?
1: Yeah, same thing. Is it? Well, that's uh, acid is toxic. Well, you know what I mean. I know. I don't, okay, I, I misspoke. And I don't know. If there is...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I admit it. Yeah, yeah. I just painted you into a corner and forced you to eat your way out. I guess Trish was so riveted by our knowledge of bees in the last episode, <laughs> you know, and we really proved to Trish and probably only Trish. <laughs> that we know everything there is to know about bees that uh she had to come to us with this question she couldn't go to any uh biologist or uh Um, scientist of any kind whatever whoever you would go to about bees Uh, she came to us Mm -hmm. so let's try to answer it then let's let's go for it let's happen Uh,
1: what happened to those bees uh that were killer bees murder hornets africanized bees um i have no idea (laughs) it came and went like a like a setting sun yeah i think
2: i think the answer is in the name killer and murder so i think their their lust and desire for murder and killing was so strong
1: that they killed each other Mm, yeah you get a you get a flock of murderers and killers together they're not going to take over the world No, because they're so obsessed
2: with killing and they probably argued all the time about how much do we kill? How do we kill? Who do we kill? Can we just kill? Well, no, we got to stay organized if we're going to kill everybody. (laughs) So when you have, uh, you know, an animal or or human beings, a group of them that are foaming at the mouth that just kill, it's hard Mm -hmm. to keep them on track Mm -hmm. and then they end up making mistakes and they end up dying off.
1: Mm -hmm nature has a funny way of sorting itself out right mm-hmm. yeah well there's your answer trish uh we have more listener mail that we'll get to throughout the episode but let's get to the stories as i mentioned at the top are we going to talk about hugs feathers coyotes or the one chip challenge where do you want to start this
2: uh i was thinking about this before we sat down to record because you always ask me where do you want to start and I really it tonight's a hard one. Like I'd love to start with the One Chip Challenge. I'd love to start with the coyotes. Let, I let know me, very little about the feather. Uh, okay, let's
1: let's go with the feather then. Let me let me tell you about it. It's a unique story that's playing out right now in Guelph, Ontario. It involves crime because it involves the the theft of a I think somewhere around $15,000 statue made out of copper and bronze, I believe. And we, so we talk about Canadian crime. We talk about Canadian stories. This is one. We also talk about like weird roadside kind of monuments and memorials and such. This is sort of one of those. But what is happening right now is in Guelph, Ontario, police are appealing to the public for information related to a very unusual theft from the University of Guelph campus. It's simply called Feather. It's a 2.4 meter, which is an 8-foot tall bronze statue. It was recently reported stolen from the Art Gallery on the campus this past Wednesday. Here's the how the news shared the story, and then we'll talk about it.
2: Okay.
3: Um, so this piece had a pin within it, and it looks like uh, the piece was wrenched back and forth basically to remove
4: it. Severed from its quill, the piece, simply called the feather, was reported missing on Wednesday of last week.
3: It's a feather that's kind of perched on its quill, um, and his work really deals with the intersection of um,
4: like culture and natural history. Valued in the tens of thousands of dollars, the bronze and copper statue is unique and large. Um, It's eight feet tall, so it's quite, quite tall. The feather is part of the Donald Forster Sculpture Park, one of 40 pieces in the two-acre property boarding the University of Guelph.
0: Yeah, it's uh, uh, very unusual. uh, Guelph
4: police are investigating and say they are likely looking for more than one culprit. It it was quite large and and quite heavy, Uh, so we we believe it would have required at least two people
0: and uh, and some kind of vehicle to uh, be able to move it from the scene. Certainly if if those uh, who stole it are identified, uh, the the charge would be theft over $5,000, the the value being well in excess of $5,000. So they could be facing, you know, theft or mischief charges.
4: The motives of those involved are unknown. However, some on U of G campus believe they have an idea. Students, frats probably.
3: Yeah, definitely. My guess is someone's backyard
4: somewhere. Guelph police say they are hoping someone will come forward with information.
0: We're hoping because it is such an unusual item. Uh, You know, if you see a a nine foot tall bronze feather somewhere in Guelph, it's the one we're looking for. Uh, So we're we're hoping that someone will
4: will see the photo and and recognize it somewhere and give us a call and we'll be able to get it back. The art gallery of Guelph just want their feather back.
3: Uh, You can also drop off the sculpture anytime, obviously. um, uh, And uh, we just appreciate getting it back.
1: Interesting point at the end, uh, where they're interviewing kind of like the curator of, of the art gallery, I guess, mm-hmm. who, who says like, you know, you can drop it off, of course, we'd really like to get it back. Uh, she goes one step short of saying like, usually like in a story like this, you hear, we'll drop it off, no question, or you can drop it off, yeah, yeah, no yeah. questions asked.
2: No consequences, we just want it back.
1: Yeah, uh, she didn't say that. No, no. Because I think maybe the reason for that is for them to whoever took it. And I'm going to go with what that's that young guy said. I think it's probably a bunch of teenagers. They're drinking around a giant feather. Um, but I, I th- when they removed it, they had to break it. They had to wrench it back and forth to slowly mm-hmm. loosen the metal to, you know, break the top of the feather off. Uh, the thing would weigh a ton. Certainly a bunch of people and a vehicle was involved. Um, what do you think of this? So it sounds like there's some organization involved in the theft
2: of this. It's not just standing around. Oh, let's take the feather. There's at least uh, we were standing around it. We decided to take it. We then went, got a vehicle, and came back to take it. So there's, so there's some kind of um, a group of people. I think one of the when they interviewed one of the students and asked, you know, what they thought who took it and they said frats probably you would always see in 80s movies there would be uh, always a rivalry between universities and they would do things to each other like oh i kidnapped their mascot or we toilet papered their gym or whatever so this could be a, a rival university that decided to take up take things up a notch and steal their feather In a 1980s movie style rivalry that has been reunited out of the blue, out of nowhere, Mm. caught everyone off guard.
1: And at like the big game, whatever sport that is, like the captain Mm. of the rival team will whisper in the captain of the University of Guelph's ear, like, we got your feather brick.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And that's all I have to say
1: it. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's that is a likely explanation i will say however that this is an 8 foot tall bronze statue bronze is currently worth i think about 3 dollars a pound is what I, or about 2 dollars and 50 cents a pound so there is some value in this thing so it could be what you said this is just an 80s um coming of age film playing out on Keep Canada Weird, or it could be just someone who's like, you know, I'm going to take that out of the city and sell it for scrap. Mm-hmm. Who knows?
2: It's hard to sell something so unique, though, that that was clearly stolen.
1: Yeah, that's true. So
2: any anywhere nearby, you know, you'd have to, I don't know where you'd be able to go to sell this, that so they wouldn't know, oh, that's the giant feather from the University of Guelph.
1: Mm-hmm. That we heard on Keep Canada Weird.
2: That we heard on our favorite podcast, who's recording live this Saturday
1: night at <laughs> Capricorn in Sydney, Nova Scotia, Canada. <laughs> uh, that's what will happen. Um, yeah. Whoever has this thing, contact staff members at Keep Canada Weird. We will serve as kind of intermediaries to pass along your apology and to help facilitate the return of the feather statue. Uh, If if you have it and you want to be involved in returning it and do the right thing, go to nighttimepodcast.com slash contact, send us a voice memo, and we'll get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Just like people come to us for answers about uh, questions about bees,
2: people who have stolen giant feathers also come to us to turn themselves in.
1: Happens all the time. Yeah, all the time. You know what else people come to us for is um, to... To talk about donaires. <laughs> yeah, enough,
2: unfortunately, that, that's what I get cornered about in the streets almost that every day.
1: We talked about the donaire costume a couple times. Since then, it kind of opened up a bit of, I guess, talking about the donaire costume, kind of opened Pandora's box. We had listeners write in about how donairs are from you know other parts of the world we had listeners from nova scotia be like hell no we nova scotians invented them uh i have a listener from the uk i believe named kate waxing poetic on our discussion around donairs and donor kebabs Mm. listen to this
2: Mm.
3: hello jordan this is kate from the uk i was listening to your last episode and when you referred to donair and I was like, "Oh, what is this uh, interesting delicacy of which I have, you know, never heard of?" Um, and as you went on to describe it, I was like, "Are you, are you talking about doner kebab? Like I've never heard it pronounced Donner. Is this like the French influence? Like I've never laughed so hard at pronunciation." And um, and I very much enjoy it when you continue to say doner, um, but mate, here we call it the Donner. Anyway, hope Canada's weird. UK is on fire.
1: Bye. A common bit of feedback we get for this show is I've never laughed so hard at pronunciation.
2: hmm <laughs> uh, That's I, how it's pronounced. I don't yeah. know what to say. It's a, it's over here we call it a don't air. We laugh at your
1: pronunciation. You well, basically call it Madonna. Uh a Donner And the way she says kebab. Uh, with the UK kind of accent. Uh, yeah. I laugh at her pronunciation.
2: I mean, yeah, it- I kept sounding like Madonna to me every time she said it.
1: Because Adon- she kept saying
2: Adana. Adana kebab. saying Madonna? Madonna <laughs> kebab. Um,
1: thanks yeah, for sharing we laugh that, at Kate. you.
2: You laugh at us. Let's never talk to each other again.
1: <laughs> no, I enjoyed uh, Kate's voice memo. There was something else she said that I, I didn't include in the voice memo, but she talked about, um, or, or I didn't include it when I just played it there, but she talked about Uh, Japanese knotweed, which is an invasive species in Nova Scotia, Atlanta, Canada. I don't know if it's all through the country and Mm -hmm. it's, uh, I, I notice it because Japanese knotweed grows near my home. And when I drive on the highway going to Cape Breton, I see it all across the highway. Um, I, we mentioned it in a past episode ages ago, but Kate had said uh, in where she is in the UK, it's a big problem in a part of like a home inspection, when you're trying to buy a house and get a mortgage and stuff, they actually look to see if knotweed is growing on your property. And if it, and if it is, you can have trouble getting a mortgage. Wow, really? Yeah, that makes sense. It's really hard to get rid of It's Some kind of plant that, I guess in Japan where it originally comes from, there's some bug that lives like under the ground that eats its roots and kind of controls it, but that bug doesn't exist here on the East coast. So it or in Canada and probably not in the UK as well. So it just goes crazy, Mm -hmm. but uh, no time to talk about plants. We got to talk about the weird and wonderful things that have been happening in Canada. Uh, We did the feather. I think we should jump into. This would be a good time to do
2: the coyotes
1: actually. Actually, you're right. The Mm. animal, uh, because we just talked a bit about, uh, I mentioned knotweed. I guess that's the plant and invasive species uprising. The animal uprising is something we've been documenting since the beginning of Keep Canada Weird, but I dare say it is heating up past the boiling point. You know, we talk global warming to global boiling. The animal uprising is at animal boiling. And the battle being fought in Cape Breton, where we're both from is i think going to be shocking to a lot of people listening to this and to the people who listen to this and roll their eyes when we express our fear or acceptance of the animal uprising to those people i say this is going to change your opinion so listen closely so for the second time in a week a coyote has been shot and killed in the cape breton highlands national park after two separate incidents that saw animals behaving aggressively towards people. In one case, a coyote all but tried to attack a cop. In the other case, a different coyote tried to attack a guy on a bike and a guy on a motorbike. Listen to the news report and let's talk about what this means to us in the
0: future of the human race. For the second time in a few days, a coyote has been shot and killed inside the Cape Breton Highlands National Park after a couple of rare incidents where the animals have been aggressive towards people.
4: Uh, An RCMP officer actually encountered the coyote, um, witnessed these uh, abnormal behaviors as well, just not showing fear to humans, uh, and was able to dispatch that animal.
0: But Parks Canada isn't sure if the animal killed last night is the same one that bit a cyclist in the Green Cove area last Wednesday.
4: I immediately leaned on the horn.
0: Shady Camp photographer Michel Soucy witnessed a second incident on Friday when he saw a coyote chase after cyclists, then motorcyclists on Mackenzie Mountain. That animal was later shot and killed by Parks Canada officers. For now, a few hiking trails in the Highlands remain closed until at least Friday.
4: We're asking people not to be walking roadside, um, basically between the area of where Marianne Falls Road is, uh, all the way up to Blackbrook.
0: While it's not yet clear what's been behind these latest incidents, Parks Canada is asking anyone else who might witness abnormal coyote behavior to contact them.
1: So it's it's all but a shelter-in-place order, is what it sounds like. We're asking people not to be walking roadside. They, In the news report, they mentioned the two separate incidents that led to the animals being... Dispatched, which I've never heard. Yeah, that way such before. a bizarre term for killing an animal. <laughs> yeah, but they, they even he even dropped reference to something that happened last week when when someone else got bit by a coyote, likely one of these two coyotes. But th- things are crazy up there. Hmm. Yeah.
2: I. It's it's the coyotes are getting very accustomed over time to humans. Mm-hmm.
1: They're, you know, they're
2: especially. Uh, tourists at uh, this time of year carry a lot of you know, hikers carrying a lot of snacks with them i'm sure that there's probably some
1: maybe some feeding going on there they and, relate humans to food you know and we relate coyotes to like pet dogs and so i think like when you look at them they look like beautiful dogs well they are beautiful dogs and it oh, makes yeah. you like i could see why someone may throw them some food and look at them and all this stuff like it's it, it they're, they're not like your pet dogs though these are pretty vicious animals and if you're a small person and one of those or a pack of those decided to mm. uh, change your day they could do it in a hurry I'm, I'm I'm freaked out by the the frequency of this like in the past in Cape Breton we'll hear uh, randomly like a story of a, I think a camper was, was bit uh, someone was like sleeping and and they woke up to like a coyote biting their head I think yeah through the tent
2: I think or that something was like,
1: like and that was maybe four or five years ago of course we had the folk singer Taylor Mitchell killed by a coyote in yeah. that same area or or by a pack of coyotes but this is in in one week two are killed but one attacks someone the week before they attack that you know approach a cop this is this is ramping up.
2: Yeah, this is, this is classic Animal Uprising, Animal Uprising 101 here. <laughs> um, the animals are taking over the highlands. It's a place I like to go. I like to go hiking there you know, a few I times re- a year.
1: You sent me a photo of yourself uh, up there, and I was quite worried about you.
2: Oh, you didn't mention that when, Well, you didn't warn me about going.
1: Yeah, I was like, turn on your camera, like, go live. And uh, I kept trying to get you to do a live stream. I was just kind of curious what was going to happen. You wanted to see my death live. I was just curious what was going to happen. Well, it would be an appropriate way to go out for you. um, It would be a great episode for the podcast. Oh, yeah. live death. Yeah. No, no, no. Come on. That's not what happened. I I wanted you to enjoy your day out there. So I tried Mm. to be like, I think what I said, like, oh, yeah, Aaron, like, you're going to have a great time. Like, don't worry. Just like enjoy yourself today and live it like it's your last day on earth I think is what I said and like eat whatever you want and start smoking again like nothing matters after today I think I said something like that yeah yeah it was pretty literal Hmm. well uh for people who plan to visit the Highlands of Cape Breton keep your wits about yourself and for anyone who whether it's the Highlands of Cape Breton or anywhere else if you go into nature or I guess In this day and age, if you go into the cities, remember whose world it is Mm -hmm. and respect the animal overlords. We're on their property, so ask permission. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect segue. You don't even know how good you just did with asking permission. That leads us to the next story. I'm excited to get your take on this because I think if anyone knows what's going on on Prince Edward Island, it's you. Prince Edward Island is a small little spit of sand in the ocean that potatoes grow on, a couple people live on, and I don't think anything else really happens there. But over the last couple weeks, there's been a string of curious incidents that investigators believe are connected, and they want to get to the bottom of it. Let me tell you a bit about it. This involves the unwanted PEI hugger. RCMP and Prince Edward Island say they're looking for a man accused of giving unwanted hugs in the Stratford area. Police say a woman was walking on Kinlock Road near the intersection of Stratford Road around 1215 p.m. on Tuesday. The woman was allegedly approached by a man she did not know, and he tried to hug her. The woman stepped back, but police say the man tried to hug her again. The woman wasn't injured, according to an RCMP news release. Police say two other people have also come forward with similar stories. The man is described in the release as being small in stature in his 60s and of Asian descent. Police say he was last seen wearing a straw style beige hat, pants and a button up shirt. Anyone with information on the incident is asked to call Stratford RCMP. The hell is going on? (laughs)
2: I want to focus a bit on the description of the hugger. I thought the same thing. It's I think a, you just needed to stop at Straw Hat.
1: <laughs> you know, he, like, he had, he, like, to just say well, he was I wearing say, pants. And he
2: was wearing pants and, sh- and a shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, because, the, yeah, the I think if you saw this man, the straw hat is what you would remember. Well, first of all, if he tried to hug you, that, of course, that would stand out. His mm. ethnicities of Asian descent. In PEI, I don't know if that would stand out in any significant way. And he
2: wasn't naked.
1: Yeah. He had a a straw beige hat. Yeah. He was wearing pants. It's like, oh, okay. And his shirt. (laughs) Oh, that man with the pants that I see, that I seen earlier today.
2: So then it's like, everybody's looking at, you know, trying to determine who the the unwanted hugger is. And anytime somebody's wearing a button-up shirt and pants comes up to them, they're like, oh, my God, is that the hugger? And then as they get closer, it's like, oh, I don't see the straw hat. Now all he has to do is take his straw hat off and he'll be able to get right back into society completely unnoticed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. Like they, this guy has the run on investigators. They're nowhere near getting Mm-mm. this guy.
2: They'll never catch him now. And,
1: and they made a foolish mistake of showing all their cards. Like he's, he's certainly read this press release or he's listening tonight. And he's just going to get changed
2: yeah he just takes a shower and then he's fine yeah it's like who is who is the, i can't recognize
1: the hugger anymore yeah um somebody comes up to you and tries to hug you you back away and he dives in for a second hug how do you handle it now he gets shoved he would get shoved mm-hmm. would you say something to him? yeah i'd say don't touch me and you say i just want to give you a hug sir
2: i say no thanks
1: and if he kept approaching you
2: I would just be walking away at that point okay
1: all right that's you get out of it uh I wonder if he's only yeah. it's it said three women came forward with these stories so I don't think you're his kind of target demographic anyway do you well, think I've this... never been
2: in the same room as him yet so you don't know that that's true. <laughs> he may see me in a room and be like I need to hug him
1: three I don't women care and... what he says Three women and one delirious man came forward with similar reports. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Three reasonable women who are uh, accusing a man of unwanted touching and a man who was wearing a
1: collared shirt and
2: uh, <laughs> denim jeans. <laughs>
1: um, this, uh, Do you think like w- w- we have very limited information on what this is all about? Do you think this is sexual or is this just like a really friendly
2: person uh, it borderline sexual yeah it's it's hard to say because hugs can be innocent mm-hmm. uh, and they can very much be non-sexual i'm sure i've hugged you a number of times those were
1: non-sexual hugs okay thanks for being clear i wish you had told it's, me that then well it it tell, i'm telling uh, you now I'm telling it would have prevented now. that whole situation but whatever Yeah, but now you know better now late you know. than never um Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. This very well could be sexual. I don't want to run into the PEI hugger, but uh, I'm sure the Stratford RCMP are going to get their man. Some of PEI's finest over there.
2: Well, maybe they'll ban hugs and PEI for
1: until the case is solved. You know, they used to have no uh, glass bottles that's right or, the, or sorry used to have no plastic bottles. no plastic yeah and like no cans or anything it was all glass right, bottles yeah, which was awesome and then they like they just folded under the pressure of big pop mm-hmm. big you go pop there now. big you, papa you go there now pop pump BS um well let's get on with it we're not going to solve the PEI hugger but if if anyone out there listening has been hugged in PEI by this man or anywhere else by this man or received an unwanted hug from anyone
2: Yeah, and how did you handle it? Yeah, what did you say? Good to hear. How did you handle
1: it? And was it sexual, or were they just? Do you think they were just being friendly with you? Because
2: sometimes, you know, you're at a family reunion, your aunt is hugging you, and yeah, oh sweetie, how you doing? I've been seeing you since you were wearing a straw hat and
1: (laughs) and a collared shirt, buttoned up. It's been a while since I got an unwanted hug. Um, Well, you always want hugs yeah it's true I've been hugged a lot if you ever see Jordan at value village go over and hug him. Just hug it won't be unwanted and I'll you no, right back be so wanted <laughs> don't do it please <laughs> let's Yeah, uh, a hug to me by a stranger would probably be like putting a really spicy awful chip in my mouth uh oh which- what a transition <laughs> <laughs> that that wasn't a good woven I love it no that wasn't a great transition let me uh let me just back out of that and instead <laughs> <laughs> I just I
2: I loved watching your expression while you were doing it because you were just putting the pieces together in yeah. your mind
1: and then, <laughs> and then it just fell out and then it Clump. just
2: fell out stumbled out of your mouth
1: <laughs> okay I'll try to transition to that story again in a minute let's instead listen to what Corey has to say Corey's a listener from the U.S. Who, uh, who had a, a big reaction to our discussion around what food would I drive across the world for. Uh, Corey reminded me of, a, of something that is uniquely Canadian. Listen to this.
3: Hey, Jordan and Aaron, this is Corey. I reside in Michigan, and you were talking about what foods would you drive for? Uh, every year we go snowmobiling, and we head up to Canada, and uh, we head up to Searchmont, and uh, ran across an amazing candy bar that they do not sell in the United States called the Wonder Bar.
1: And
3: uh, we did not make it up to Canada last year or through the COVID, and I've uh, been really missing the Wonder Bar so this year we planned a week trip to go snowmobiling, and I am going to get my fair share of Wonder Bars. So yeah, I do travel for food. Uh, we used to travel to Chicago, which was about a three-hour drive, just for Chicago-style pizza. Uh, we would do that on a Friday night. Leave around 5, 6 o'clock, get home back around midnight. So it was always a great time. A lot of fun and uh thanks for keeping canada weird and even parts of the u.s have a good day
1: you know what? drive in a couple hours for really good pizza nothing wrong with that been there many times mm-hmm. Corey. uh i, I never considered he sounds
2: canadian did you find
1: he did the way he kind of like at times sort of trailed off and just like he mm-hmm. said Corey seems like someone who will just sit and chat. He had a real
2: Ontario sound to him, I found.
1: Yeah. He was also driving too. And I I don't know if maybe he was just really relaxed. Maybe he's a truck driver or something. I I don't know. We
2: have a really intimate connection with Corey that he feels like he can talk to us even through
1: voicemail as if we're just hanging out in the backseat of his car with him. I dig that on a ride with Corey going to Chicago to get some pizza. But this Wonder
2: Bar I, I didn't realize that it was a Canadian bar.
1: Yeah, I, you know what? I, the marketing tricked me because the marketing was like they want this like kind of Swedish thing, like Wunderbar. I don't know Vunderbar. why. Yeah, may, maybe a part of my mind is like, oh, that's probably from like I don't know Sweden or something. Who knows? Yeah, no, but no, I that's know. a. I looked into it. It's a Canadian bar. It's a fantastic bar. It's, a, it's it, really good. Yeah, it's for great. people for people who haven't had the pleasure, a Wonder Bar is a chocolate bar. It's delicious uh Corey I'm just going to put it out there if you're if you're still listening um send me your mailing address and I will send you a wonder bar and maybe a keep Canada weird sticker or magnet or pin and that's on Aaron and I and I'm going to get a couple extra bars too because I want one I haven't had a wonder bar in ages me too I'm next time I'm uh window shopping
2: bars wonder bar might be just the one that I pick up Mm -hmm.
1: Now, let me think of a transit. Okay. You may pick up a wonder bar, but you know what I don't want to pick up is like some food that's so spicy that it's like Mm -hmm. doing acrobatics to try to keep the thing down. Uh, Do you know anything about the one chip challenge? I knew nothing about the one chip challenge until tonight. Okay. I did know about it. My oldest son, 10 years old, um, I think he is the target market for this sort of thing. Although they don't specifically say it, but his friends at school and him, they talked about the one chip challenge a lot. And it was like two weeks ago, we were walking by the a store at the mall and they had the this little thing in the window um, of the store. And it was just like a single little black bag and it i don't remember what it said on it but it it, the sign above it was like get your one chip challenge here um let me read you a bit about it what is or i should also say but we didn't get it he told me what it was he wanted and i was like no i'm not spending ten dollars i think it was for a single uh like chip what is the one chip challenge you ask a company called Packy makes a product that is a single chip in a package. The chip is seasoned with Naga Viper Peppers and Carolina Reapers, which are two of the spiciest peppers in the world. The challenge that goes along with the single chip in the bag involves eating the single spicy tortilla chip, then waiting as long as possible before eating or drinking anything else. The manufacturer Packy's website challenges people to wait as long as possible after the chip um, before getting a drink or eating ice cream and they have categories uh, based on how long you've waited. So if you wait a full hour, they call you invincible. If you uh, can't wait a minute, they call you powerless. Um, and of course, participating in this challenge, is, uh, participants in this challenge are encouraged to post the reactions or, you know, the whole experience on social media. So what this product is kind of leaning on is that whole thing of like doing something stupid online and filming it. So you, for 10 bucks, you buy the chip, you put it in your mouth while your friend films it and you're on TikTok going like, Oh, it's so spicy. Uh, Would you do, would you be interested in something like this?
2: Not at all. No, it's not up my alley. Mm. I, I eat chips for enjoyment. You know, anything that I eat or drink, it's, it's usually so I can enjoy it. Why Mm. would I eat something that's going to be painful to me?
1: Yeah, this is kind of like sort of monetizing like the Tide Pod Challenge or any of those other foolish things that we've talked about that become viral. Kind of, uh, I don't know, um, like mass hysteria, social media trends. Uh, this it's is just, just it forces it forces customers to do the marketing for
2: the company, mm-hmm. and that's what I that's what I hate about like challenges like this from companies It's like we want you to take our product and we want you to do this challenge with our product on social media and you know record your reaction for and share it around and it just gets the customer to do the work for the company
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and it's just to me it's like why why like you want to do it and eat the chip because you enjoy it then yeah do that but you're just you're just falling right into the the, the company's tra- trap by. Yeah, by exactly. online.
1: And what they're doing is they're actually like it, it's if it's a good product that they want you to go online and share and make a video with or whatever, at least you're getting a good product out of it and they're getting good advertising out of it. But in this case, you're actually just buying the reason to go online and make this video, it's like for ten bucks, you get one chip that is God awful. And you make a video online, Mm -hmm. they they get everything to gain from it. They've completely found a way to monetize that whole trend, but it doesn't come without risk. Uh, I'm glad I didn't get my son that chip that he talked about. Um, But even if you wanted one now, we wouldn't be able to get them. They're pulled from stores all across Canada and all across the United States because someone died last week. A teenager died last week, and his family is blaming the One Chip Challenge on his death. Uh, I'm going to play this short clip, and let's talk about this side of the story.
5: That was bad. It's a marketing tour de force that's it as simple awful. as it is dangerous. Eat a chip. Oh, God. Suffer oh God. post reaction online, is, and then watch the uh, views multiply.
2: Uh, no!
5: The company that created the One Chip Challenge offers a warning that its chip is intended for adult consumption, but anybody in the U.S. and Canada can legally buy it.
3: This is like deliberately saying, let's find different ways for these kids to hurt themselves.
5: And now the family of a 14-year-old boy outside of Boston is blaming the chip challenge for his death. Harris Wolobaugh reportedly was sent home after eating a chip at school and then died hours later in hospital. While autopsy results are still pending, the medical community is using Wallabu's case as a warning that extreme spice can be dangerous.
4: What it does is it actually activates a receptor that makes you think you have intense pain. So it causes intense pain, but it also is irritant. So it can cause irritation and and it can cause things like it can disrupt the can disrupt the esophagus.
5: Capsaicin is what gives the chip bite. It's an extract from peppers that Health Canada lists as an animal repellent since it's used in bear spray. It can be consumed, but there's a risk. The two peppers that are used in the chip are rated so hot, they make a jalapeno pepper seem positively mild. The challenge trend is proving difficult to control. And what makes it most worrisome, there's always another challenge on the horizon
1: the way that news report ends what's most concerning is there's always another challenge on the horizon absolutely there is i don't know what people will do next but it's going to be some stupid thing and they're all going to do it and have reaction videos and it's it's never ending
2: and a lot of it too it's this weird circle of you have a comp on one hand you have a company that Makes this product specifically designed for you to react to it on social media, mm-hmm. and then, so then that's again the customer doing the marketing for them. But then you have these social media trenders, you know, these uh, influencers, these people who just want, you know, subscribers and 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 likes and shares and all of these things because that's what they do. You know, they're TikTokers. They're uh, YouTubers, whatever, and they just want to build their channel. They just want to increase their subscribers. So they do these challenges for that reason. At the end of the day, there's no real reason for this thing to be happening. Uh, it's, it's like there's no actual mm-hmm. reason for this chip to be in existence other mm-hmm. than to just have people increase their subscribers and a company is is getting these tiktokers to sell this product for them
1: yeah but it's not just tiktokers I've seen celebrities doing the one chip challenge as well like in in fact today when I was trying to learn a bit about it uh the first video I happened upon was like Tony Hawk like the famous skateboarder doing the one chip challenge and the company is a, is a little bit on the defensive now because of of course this death and the product being pulled they're offering people their money who have the sealed product their money back but their stance is kind of like this is not for kids it says right on it on the package like you know 19 years and over or something but there's nothing it's not like cigarettes where they can control who buys it so I'm sure they knew damn well going into it that everyone is going to use this and get the videos out there mm-hmm. I, and nobody's
2: I checking for ID when you're buying the one chip challenge at a store
1: Hell no. And right. and you you don't need ID. That's just like written on the package. No, it's so just it's, a
2: recommendation. It's it's yeah. not a legal requirement.
1: No, it's probably their hail they're like just one line of defense in case something like this happens. Like if this teenager died from it, then man, they're gonna get sued and yeah, well, I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing, but uh never I'll never doubt the ability to sell like crazy things like this to people and have them buy it and there's just going to be something else around the corner and if it's not someone selling it people will just make it up like putting the cough syrup on chicken and cooking it or Mm -hmm. taking borax because it makes your skin look better um yeah yeah we should just... just
2: one thing after another and sometimes they overlap sometimes they don't but
1: we should all go back to the als ice bucket challenge that was a trend that was like ridiculous but didn't hurt anybody
2: no 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 Remember that? That, and that was for a good cause yeah you know these things aren't for any cause whatsoever it's just people being morons selling to other morons who are putting it up online
1: for other morons to watch yeah gosh it's hopeless um, that's our stories for the night I think we found a good collection from all sides of the country and all sides of the political spectrum Uh, And although that's all our stories, we're not done here. We got something interesting. You flagged me to what you described as the best Apple podcast review that you've ever seen in your life ever. It was epic. Did you say that? You didn't say that. I was putting words in your mouth. But was it actually epic when you found this? Yeah, I thought it was. It was lengthy, that's for sure. It was the longest review I've ever seen on
2: Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Yeah,
1: usually. So when you search Keep Canada Weird on Apple Podcasts and subscribe, which you're probably, if you're listening to us, you're probably already subscribed to it. You have a choice to leave a review and rate the show. Um, usually people use those reviews to like attack the creators and the hosts, like, you know, you mispronounce this, the show sucks, that sort of thing. Keep Canada weird for whatever reason we've got, uh, with the exception of the guy who didn't think we covered enough Edmonton stuff, we got a lot of good. Feedback and good reviews. So I'm happy about that, but this one seems to stand out and I want to read it. This is from. The, at least the the name of the account that left the Apple Podcast review is Logan Schumann. The name of his review is "You guys are the best." And I, I like that. I can read it a lot, but if you got it in front of you, you're welcome to read it too. Do you have it there?
2: I can have it pretty quickly. But I mean, the reason that we're reading this is not because he's you know celebrating us or anything like that. It's it connects to the Animal Uprising. Which yeah, is why- it's.
1: It's quite literally like a message to us, but instead of sent through voice memo, he left it as a review.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um, the review goes as follows. So it's like, you guys are my favorite podcast ever. I was told to get this podcast app and I saw your show and it looked great. So I tried it. And every other podcast shows I've listened to have sucked compared to you guys. (laughs) Easy now. My two favorite reasons why I love you so much is because of your hatred for Tim's. Okay, great. And your talk on Animal Uprising, which I agree with both, by the way. Hmm. I just couldn't watch this show without leaving a review. Thank you for keeping Canada weird and keep going, please. I have a little story if you want to talk about it on the show. Wink, wink. Of course we do. <laughs> so it's related to the animal uprising. I think the roaches are coming for us. So last week we rented a cottage without really much know-how on what it was like or what shape it was in, by the way. It was terrible. We showed up at 12 at night and saw the outside, which looked okay. So we walked up to the door and it's locked so we turn around to get the neighbor then we hear a crash inside so we called hello no one answered so we went to the neighbors and somehow he had a key that's creepy true then yeah well depends on the neighbor
1: it's also creepy if someone's knocking at your door at midnight like we're like yeah you're
2: creepy too logan easy now So then he opened it for us and showed us around. We walked into the cottage and gagged from the smell of rotting death and mold. We looked to our side and on the couch was a mega raccoon crap. <laughs> we walked into the kitchen and turn on the lights and thousands of roaches uh. scatter into their hiding places next to the kitchen. Um, next to the kitchen was a living room, which wasn't as bad as the rest. We saw a sliding glass door and thought, oh, we're upstairs, so there must be a deck. But no, we opened the door to a drop off and my brother almost (laughs) fell out and we had to stop him before he took his last step. Wow, near death. Yeah. Anyway, the neighbor left and so did we. We went to a hotel in town and left the next day thank you for reading if you did <laughs> <laughs> or
1: the... oh i i've never really i've seen cockroaches when i was in the u.s like when i was in florida i saw one at the airport in orlando yeah. i've never seen one in canada i've
2: never seen a cockroach um and i don't want to they look
1: friggin gross um logan's uh, you know turning on the light and seeing the crap just scatter raccoon poop on the couch a neighbor in there with him as this is happening yeah that sucks but logan i appreciate that review um i said earlier that i offered to send a wonder bar to um to corey in the us uh logan if you're hearing this contact me uh, with a voice memo at nighttimepodcast.com/contact and i'll get you like maybe a keep canada weird keychain or something so you can tell all the people about what you found on that app that someone has been encouraging you to download first of <laughs> all who is like you got to download the apple podcast app yeah, yeah it's this cool new app that you can get <laughs> and he he finally succumbs to the peer pressure he gets the app and this is where he ends up like you know what you need logan
2: the internet <laughs> You've got to get the internet. It's got so much information on it.
1: Mm, well, And here he is. He can help
2: you with your school projects.
1: You can leave a review for that place on Airbnb or whatever, so it doesn't happen to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we've done it here, Aaron. Our mission, our mandate, our objective, and our passion is in seeking out and celebrating or rolling our eyes at or cringing at the stories that played out over the last week that kept Canada weird. We did it this week, um, but we got our work cut out for us. Provided the storm doesn't flatten this province, we'll be doing it live this coming Saturday night at Capricon in Sydney. For people who can't attend, if it happens because the storm doesn't kill us all, it will be next week's episode. So even if you can't attend in person, we'll take you there.
2: Mm -hmm. You'll have the audio version of the live performance.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: but you won't get the smells and the sights Mm -hmm. and the tastes and the hugs
5: and
1: the hugs yeah come get a hug uh from jordan not me Mm -hmm. uh anything you want to say or any topics you want to call out for before we put a bow on this thing
2: uh leave us some apple podcast reviews because apparently we will
1: probably read them on the show (laughs) (laughs) sounds wonderful all right well aaron until next time Jordan, until next time, if you're going to eat a spicy chip, sweet chili heat Doritos are a food I would travel for. Luckily, I don't got to travel far because I got a bag upstairs that I'm about to crack into.
2: Ah, Nah, man, I'm a cool ranch guy.
1: I want to thank you for helping Aaron and I keep Canada weird tonight, but let us call out to you for even greater support in this mission. Something weird happens in your neck of the woods, or if you want to give opinion or feedback on one of the stories we covered tonight, we want to hear from you. The best way to contact us is by voice memo sent via nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. Now, before we wrap up the episode, I'm going to end with some thanks. First, a big thanks to Aaron for sharing another evening with me and with you, the members of Keep Canada Weird Nation. Next, a big shout out to the internet's favourite cult leader, Unicole, who recently had a baby and provides the intro and outro voiceovers for this series. Congratulations Unicole. And lastly, but most importantly, a massive thanks goes out to each and every one of you listening to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, Nighttime would be as pointless as it would be impossible. Now on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers of the Premium Feed. Kitty, Brooke, and Christy, thank you for your generous support and anyone else who'd like to support the show, let me tell you a bit more about the premium feed. A premium feed subscription costs only a couple dollars a month and that money goes to fund the creation of the show. But this isn't just a fund the creation of the show thing. The premium feed gives you the episodes two days early, gives them to you ad-free, and gives you access to a full back catalog of nighttime episodes. If that sounds like something you're interested in, you can go premium at patreon.com nighttimepodcast And even if you can't go premium, a great way to help the show is doing something similar to what Logan's friends did in this episode. Tell them about Keep Canada Weird, help them subscribe to the show, and help them help us Keep Canada Weird. With that, I'm going to wrap it up. But until next time, take care of yourselves, hug your loved ones tight, and let us know if you see anything weird.
0: Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and produced by The Nighttime Podcast.